Hi, I'm Alex. Hello. And I'm Ryan. And this is our first podcast of anything goes wrong. Don't blame us. Okay? Today we would like to talk we are going to talk about a few different topics. So we're going to start with how are we personal life, etc etc. Obviously the world's still a bit mad. We all thought this would end in three weeks back in March, then it was another three weeks. And now it's October and it's still going on. We're also going to go over a few different headlines, so um, we'll get to that later. And we're also going to, that's pretty much it, we're going to discuss the election, go to Scottish politics, we're going to discuss Black Lives Matter, a whole cluster of things today. Right, so our first topic today is just, how are you in general, Alex? What's going on in your life? Well, I mean, of course there's homeschooling and, but that's in the past and yeah, so everybody thought it was going to end quite quickly, the pandemic, but it hasn't and it's sort of taken everybody by surprise. Oh, because I remember back in, what was it, March we went into lockdown? I remember we were all sitting there like, okay, three weeks of hell then we'll be out of it. Then three weeks would come and we'd see Boris Johnston or Nicholas Sturgeon on TV and we go, another three weeks. And then we'd see them again in three weeks and it would be another three weeks, right the way up until about summer, when we finally were allowed to ease and see other people. Yeah, I mean, do you think you ever broke the rules during the the main part of the lockdown? Um, like lockdown proper? Yeah. Well, during lockdown proper, which you've got to remember, did last a long time, but it wasn't that long looking back of it in the span of our entire lives. Like, it wasn't like the World Wars, which lasted four, six years or anything like that. Yeah. The thing that we've got to remember about covid is that that was four months and actually all those four months i spent three weeks in self-isolation i didn't know that which is largely why i'm a big activist for covid rules because i've actually seen the hell that this virus causes families yeah i mean i tried not to break the rules but i mean sometimes it was hard because if you didn't properly listen you didn't know exactly what the rules were. I think I'm definitely breaking the rules in shops. Like, I, I most of the time, I hate it because in my local shop, you go one way. That's... But the corridors are split in the middle. Oh, that's... But you're not allowed to go through the That's middle. horrible. So sometimes I'll see a chocolate bar on the other side of the middle and I'll be like, that's my favourite chocolate. Don't worry, the employees aren't watching. I'm just sneak across and grab it. Yeah. And, I mean, some of the rules don't make sense. Like, I, I don't... Yeah, like, I don't get why we're allowed to go to school and mix with what? In most schools, that's a thousand households. Yeah. However, we're not allowed to go to our grand's house. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. And also, how we're allowed to... 
go to school or and mix with so many different people, but we can't go home or see see any of our friends that we might be in a class with at school. We can't see them. Yeah, I think just to put, just to let the listener have a bit of perspective, me and Alex go to the same school, we're not in the same classes, but we're on the same bus. And actually, compared to most other schools, our school's really good for following the rules, wear masks in corridors, etc. Yeah. A lot of schools are very, very bad. Yeah. And I mean, I don't get why you can go to the pub and do stuff and not have to properly social distance or wear a mask and stuff, but you can't go to, like, a club or something. I recently went to a restaurant, really nice restaurant, had a beautiful gammon, that doesn't really matter to the context, but, and it was actually really strict. Like, there's hand sanitising there, there's a little sign on the table that said, this table has been recently sanitised at five minutes before we walked in. Yeah, that's quite helpful. And it was actually, although we sat down and they said, look, we booked this table, but we need you out by... It was something like three o'clock we went. But we need you out by five o'clock. All oh, that will be fine. We'll be out by five. We were out by five. But it's just good. Now, the next table wasn't supposed to be there until 5.30. Yeah. But they left that half an hour just for cleaning. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Which you've got to just respect when these businesses put themselves at risk. Yeah. So now we're going to have a look over some news headlines. So we have the first one about Ruth Davidson. Now, in case you're not a Scottish person, Ruth Davidson was the leader of the Scottish Tories was the leader because she actually left the Scottish Tories to become a mother. Okay. And she has actually gone after Peter Muriel, the leader of the SNPs, over WhatsApp texts that she, it says here, to quote the Times and the Sunday Times, Ruth Davidson has written to Nicola Sturgeon's husband, Nicola Sturgeon's the First Minister of Scotland, a bit like a Prime Minister Mbingy, if that makes sense. Yeah. So she's in charge of Scotland. But Ruth Davidson has written to her white husband, demanding answers about leaked WhatsApp messages sent during the Alex Salmond investigation. So see the old First Minister, the one before Nicola Sturgeon. Yeah. He quit after he didn't get independence, because that's what the SNP is all about. Scotland will be free. All that rubbish. Yeah. I'm sorry, I'm a unionist, I need to tell you at the start. But, essentially, Alex Salmond has been accused of sexual assault. Yep. So, the messages, allegedly written by Peter Muriel, the chief executive of the SNP. So, he's essentially in charge of the SNP party, while his wife is in charge of the government. Mm-hmm. They appear to be sent the day after Alex Salmond appeared in court on sexual assault charges. They said it was a good time to be pursuing police and that the more fronts they have, they, he is having 
to firefight on the battle for complainers. So essentially, this shows that the SNP are still in very much so contact with Alex Salmond. He was, however, cleared of all charges in March after a trial at the High Court in Edinburgh. And Miss Davidson, the Scottish Conservative leader, former, asked Mrs Sturgeon if the messages were genuine. The First Minister said it was a non-reasonable, it was not reasonable to ask her the question about the messages because she does not send them, but her husband did. And Police Scotland are now investigating the leaked messages. So, Do we know what these messages were about? Um, it appears it was a good, to quote them, it was a good time to be pursuing and more fronts he is having to firefight on the, on the better for all complainers. Yeah. So, in other words, it seems like old people trying to text each other, that makes no sense to anyone. I don't know that much about politics, but that, but that is, yeah, what you just said. Yeah, so essentially, it's now came out, not confirmed, bear in mind, but it's now came out that the SNP have been in contact with a former leader, which is perfectly fine there, was accused and cleared of sexual assault charges. However, it appears from these messages that the SNP, and more specifically, Nicola Sturgeon, the First Minister, head of the Scottish Government, her husband was, and potentially the whole party, was attempting to deceive the police in their investigation. Which could mean another former, another politician under sexual assault charges. Well, let's be honest, we all saw it coming. Yep. Okay, on to the next one. Right, so now on to our second news bulletin. This one is all about the 2020 presidential election, which is due for... We are now in the final stages, the last month, thank God. Alex, if you don't mind me asking, who do you want to win this election? Yep. Joe Biden or current President Trump? I'd have to agree with you. For those who are listening, I am a firm liberal. I mean, yeah. Not that much like the SNP are, but still liberal. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yep. Mm. I think I mean Trump was an okay I think president. Trump's presidency, but he did, like what he, he did actually many did. Wrong. If you're looking at his actions, I think he's done pretty well. However, see if you look at what he's actually commented or said or done, excluding yeah. the presidency, excluding what he was supposed to do, then it's a lot worse, in my opinion. 
for example, when ending the government shutdown, so essentially yeah. we don't have this here, Alex, but in America, the government can just shut down. They can just say, if you work for me, you're fired. Get out. Yeah. And a lot of people were made redundant because of Trump's shutdown, yeah. and that lasted about a year, year and a half. And then Trump ended it. And then when ending the shutdown, he said, this was a great victory for me. I'm one of the greatest presidents in history, comparable to that of George Washington and Abraham Lincoln. Bear in mind, George Washington founded the country. Abraham Lincoln ended slavery. Yeah. I th- yeah. I think what Trump he's doesn't realise is that... quite a bit away from that. He's just a man. It's... But yeah, the headline today is all about... So, on Sunday evening, yeah. President Trump was diagnosed or tested for COVID. COVID-19. That test came back positive. And so Trump is currently in self-isolation in the White House. And this is all about how the campaign, Trump's campaign, is seeking a reset with Mike Pence, Trump's vice president, who personally I think is worse than Trump. You make up your own choice on that. But I think... So they're making Mike Pence come out. And they're also using virtual events, which is quite interesting. So President Trump's re-election team is moving to get his campaign back on track, even though his prognosis remains uncertain while he is being treated for coronavirus in a military hospital outside Washington. I apologise, this article is a few days old now. He's currently back in the White House. Um, Vice President Mike Pence is losing the effort. Yep. Do you think... And Mr Pence is expected to make a campaign stop this week in Arizona and Nevada. Both... Sorry, Arizona in particular could go either way currently. Currently leaning Democrat in the polls. But if Mike Pence can get a upper lead there, then it will be a big blow to the Democrats. Do you think... Uh, of how do you think that how um, President Trump uh, got do I think he got COVID? COVID-19? Do you I think do. It's a hoax or not? Do I think that he's taking it seriously? No. The quote in the UK, there's a news anchor for any of our listeners abroad. If we get any listeners, yeah. There's a news anchor in the UK on Good Morning Britain, Piers Morgan, a very conservative figure. As in, he supported Trump right the way through this. But when Trump came out in his car and started driving around, waving to supporters, Piers just said, no, that's not right. I think Trump's very lucky that he's got a mild case of COVID. Yeah. But take Boris Johnson, for example, the British Prime Minister... He got COVID-19 and he was hospitalised for two weeks. He was in a real bad shape. Yeah, so President Trump's... But what will be interesting is... The presidential debate, which was a joke, 
I'm sorry, Americans, that was a national embarrassment for you. To quote the Simpsons, to quote the Simpsons, two old men scream at each other. That was it. Never in half of that. However, I'm excited to see what Vice President Pence and Senator Kamala Harris, both candidates for this, the next term's Vice President, I'm excited to see their debate, especially with the likeliness that the next presidential debate between um, a former Vice President Biden and President Trump is very much so looking to be cancelled with Trump's COVID. But yeah, I'm excited for that. That is today. Yeah. Well, today as of recording. And now with our third headline, Amazon workers march to Jeff Bezos' mansion calling for higher wages and protections. So essentially, protesters in Beverly Hills marched to Bezos' home, and I quote, tax Bezos. So, they are protesting, they are protesting, they say, you don't need Jeff Bezos, he needs us. Yeah, weren't they protesting yeah, so it says for down a better when a multi-billion dollar company is subjecting employees to substandard working and safety conditions during a global pandemic and as a result of transmission of COVID-19 to 20,000 employees, it goes beyond negligence. Amazon is far and beyond the wealthiest corporation on the planet. They have the resources to keep their employees safe and healthy and actively choose not to. Yeah, I mean, they deserve better wages. And it's not like a job where you can go home and. Yeah, it's do a very labour intensive job. You have to be there. Like, it's not like you can work from home with it. Yeah. Yeah. I think it, there's definitely going to be an understory here, but I think it's really hard not to root for the protesters. Yeah. There probably is an understory, and there's probably more yeah, to it than Yeah, it's not going to be as clear-cut as big company hurts little person. Yeah, but I think it prob. I would probably go. Yeah, I do have to support the fact that Jeff Bezos, Tim Cook, Apple, Amazon, Samsung, pay your taxes. This one goes for Donald Trump too, actually, because yeah, Donald Trump it came out actually only pays seven hundred and fifty dollars in tax. Took that into. To put that into context, my family paid about 15 grand in taxes last year. 
Yeah. So for this multi-billionaire, we're coming up saying, I'm a multi-billionaire, I have all this money, I have so much money that made me president. But you're not even paying the taxes for your own country. Yeah. So our final news bulletin is from Shadad Javid. I apologise, I am terrible with pronunciation. But he is a former Chancellor under the Tories, under Boris Johnson actually, resigned in February. And to quote him, Black Lives Matter is not a force for good. Which I think is ridiculous. Yeah, I also think it's ridiculous. This was said at the Conservative Convention, <laughs> propaganda centre. <laughs> Where, so essentially, a lot of major people in the Tory party spoke, including Strad Javid, as I've just mentioned, and Boris Johnson, and Stanley Johnson, Boris Johnson's father. And he said there's still work to do to tackle racism in the UK, and I completely agree with that. There's a lot of work to do. Yeah. But he crystallised Black Lives Matter which is, to be honest, the largest voice for racial equality. Yeah. So, to quote him, I think the movement of people, whether through demonstrations or other ways of fighting for racial justice, of course, is important. If I may, I distinguish between the Black Lives Matter movement and the fight for racial justice. I am not sympathetic to the actual organisation Black Lives Matter, I think it's a sort of neo-Marxist organisation wants to overthrow capitalism and get rid of the police. Which, if Mr Javid did his homework, he would know that they are not. Yeah. Alex, do you have anything you'd like to say about this? Well, yeah, I think it's right that they go on the protests and... I don't know why he would say such a thing. I think what we need to realise is that the Tories are in a crisis. They've had Brexit for the past four years. They've failed on that front. They've had Covid, which they are failing on. And they've also got the Black Lives Matters protest, which they are also now failing on. Yeah. That's three major, major things that they're failing on. Yeah. So, I don't know, I'm honestly speechless by this. It's another example of the Tories' disrespect. So, yeah, now. And that's all from us today, folks. And we'll see you next week.
Au revoir. Goodbye. Goodbye.